0: Father, in the name of Jesus, as we prepare to look at Genesis chapter 45 here this morning, we pray that you would just bless the reading of your word, anoint it, give it life, and again, help me as your servant to be able to communicate your word here this, this morning to my brothers and sisters. Anoint your word, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. So again, we're going to be looking at Genesis chapter 45, but let's go very quickly and review what we went through last week. In Genesis chapter 44. Remember that we left off with Joseph's 11 brothers on their face before Joseph, who is the prime minister of Egypt. And again, the brothers did not know that it was Joseph, their brother. So the the, the brothers are prostrate before Joseph, which means that they were on the ground, on their face. It says in Genesis 44, 14, it says this, Joseph was still in the house when Judah and his brothers came in, and they threw themselves to the ground before him. So they were on their face before Joseph. They're on the ground. They are begging and pleading for mercy. They are begging and pleading for compassion they are begging and pleading for their lives because as far as the brothers were concerned benjamin their youngest brother was guilty of stealing joseph's personal silver cup and what is interesting about this whole section of scripture is that nowhere in the bible in the scriptures does it say that benjamin ever denied taking joseph's silver cup we You and I who are reading this today, we know that Benjamin didn't take it. We, You and I uh, know that Joseph set them up and that Joseph put the cup in Benjamin's sack of food, but none of the brothers knew this, and yet not once does the Bible say that Benjamin tried to defend himself. Not once does the Bible say that Benjamin said anything about what was happening, nor did he even deny it, and yet it was his life benjamin's life that was on the line it was his life benjamin's life that was going to be surrendered into slavery so genesis forty-four seventeen says this but joseph said far be it from me to do this, such a thing only the man who was found to have the cup will become my slave the rest of you go back to your father in peace and of course we also learned that it was judah that was now risking his life to plead for the life of his little brother, Benjamin. He was begging and pleading Joseph not to take Benjamin away and make him a slave. Judah is begging and pleading with Joseph to allow Benjamin to go back home, to be with his dad, telling Joseph that if Benjamin doesn't go back, that his father is going to end up dying of a heart attack. No matter how you look at this, this is a very sad situation. How many of you would agree? Eleven brothers on the ground, begging and pleading, crying out, and and, and tormented, thinking that they're going to die, thinking that they're going to lose their breath. How many of you would agree it's a very sad situation? Would you agree with that, church? It's the same situation that Joseph was in over 20 years ago, but now it's in reverse. Remember, over 20 years ago, It was Joseph that was begging the brothers not to sell him into slavery. It was Joseph begging and pleading the brothers to let him go back home to be with his dad. It was Joseph that was crying out for mercy and grace. It was Joseph who was crying out in desperation. And now it is the brothers begging Joseph not to sell their brother Benjamin into slavery. Again, this is a very sad situation. Twenty years ago, presently, it was a very sad situation. To see these brothers on the floor like this, begging and pleading and it was also very sad that over 20 years ago joseph was also begging and pleading for his brothers and his life this is not the way god wants it to be are you guys listening to me what i'm saying right now this is not the way god intends for things to be for you and i as his children these 12 brothers were children of god they were children of jacob they were the foundation for the nation of israel To teach the world and to lead the world in the ways of God. And here they are on the floor begging and pleading and crying and panicking and thinking that they're going to die. This is not what God wants for you and for me. Now granted, even for those of us who do follow the Lord as faithfully as we can, bad things still happen. Negative things, tragic things still happen. But the sad reality about this is that this was happening because of the sin of the brothers Because of the rebellion in the hearts of the brothers. Are you guys listening to what I'm saying? It's all because of sin, all because of rebellion, all because of disobedience, all this trouble, all this panic, all this crying, all this begging, all this humiliation, all because of the rebellion and the sin of the brothers, both to Joseph and to the brothers now. I don't know if any of you have ever been to a court. Now the courts are closed right now, but listen, I've been to a court and I've seen grown men crying and begging and pleading and asking the judge for mercy. And I've seen the families in the, in the, in the audience stand, begging and crying and pleading the judge for mercy. That's not what God, and God doesn't want you ending up in a court, being threatened to go to prison for the rest of your life. Why? Because of your own rebellion and sin. That's not God's plan for us. It's a sad thing when a family's home and kids are at home and the cops come by and they break the door down why to come and arrest dad or to come and arrest mom and everybody's crying and everybody's pleading and everybody's panicking and everybody's freaking out that's not what god wants for your family or for my family but those things happen why because of our own rebellion and our own sin and our own disobedience and we create our own chaos this is not what god wants for us church Let's learn something from this madness. Now let me ask you this question. Is it possible that all of this suffering and torment and humiliation could have been avoided and still have the results of Joseph being prime minister of Egypt? How many of you believe that if the brothers did what was right, we still would have had the same results of Joseph being prime minister of Egypt? Do you believe that's possible, church? Okay. I believe that all of the hurt that Jacob, their dad, went through in missing out on seeing his son, Joseph, growing up could have been avoided. I believe that all of this suffering that all 12 brothers went through could have been avoided. When all the boys were younger at the, a, a, and the 10 older brothers allowed hatred and anger and jealousy and envy and murder and greed to rule their hearts, was it sinful behavior for him to have these things in their hearts, church? You better believe it was. Is it sin or against God's law for us to hate and envy and be greedy and want to kill and want to hurt our brothers or hurt each other? Is that sinful behavior, church? The Bible tells us that having this in our hearts and acting out on it, it's sin. Genesis, I'm sorry, Galatians chapter 5, verse 15 through 21 says this. If you bite and devour each other, watch out, or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say to avoid all this so i say walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh they are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do what so you are so that you are not to do whatever you want verse 18 but if you are led by the spirit you are not under the law The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy. These are all things that the brothers were guilty of, those things that I just read right now. Then drunkenness and orgies and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. The brothers were guilty of some very sinful and rebellious behavior. And because of that, all 12 of them went through horrible, horrible trauma in their lives, which was completely unnecessary. What if this is, I'm going to give you a what if, okay? Now I'm just going to make this up for myself to help you understand what I'm talking about here. What if all of Jacob's boys, instead of being led of the flesh, were led by the Holy Spirit? Instead of being so rebellious, were willing to to choose to walk with God of their own free wills. What if all 10 boys would have shown love toward their younger brothers from the very beginning? Do you think that it would have been possible for Joseph to still be prime minister of Egypt without having to suffer through all of these horrible consequences of being on the floor begging and pleading and terrified for their lives? Let me give you a possible scenario. Now, again, this is just coming from me, okay? Possible, possible scenario that would have avoided all of this drama and still have Joseph serving as prime minister of Egypt. Let's say all of the brothers got along from the very beginning. None of this jealousy, none of this hatred, none of this envy, none of this competition. They all got along from the very beginning. Let's say there was no jealousy or envy or hatred or greed or murder in their hearts. And let's say they never planned on killing Joseph and never sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites for money to become a slave. Is it possible that Joseph still could have ended up being prime minister of Egypt? Yes, very easily. This is just one of many different scenarios that I'm just creating and making up right now. Joseph has been gifted by God with receiving dreams from God and being able to to interpret dreams. This ability comes from God upon certain individuals. It is a gift. Even today, certain people are gifted with this ability to have dreams and interpret those dreams. Are you guys following me so far? Joseph was gifted with this gift, okay? Then while he was and as he was growing up in Canaan with his family the family recognizes that Joseph has this gift but instead of being threatened or uh, instead of being jealous of it they actually humbly thank god and show appreciation and support for it then while he is at home with his family again i'm just making this up i'm just creating this while he's home there with his family in the land of Canaan one of Pharaoh's high ranking officials is passing through Canaan where Joseph's family is living And he decides to camp out there with them. And during the night, this high-ranking official has a dream. And in the morning when he prepares to leave, he shares his dream with Jacob and his sons. And Jacob tells Pharaoh's high-ranking official that Joseph, his son, can interpret the dream. And Joseph actually interprets this official's dream. And it unfolds or comes to pass exactly the way Joseph said it would. Then later, then later, Pharaoh has those same two dreams about the fat cow's and the skinny cows and the, and about the fat stocks of grain and the sorry looking stocks of grain. And then Pharaoh's high ranking official remembers that Joseph could interpret dreams. And so Pharaoh sends a delegation to Canaan to the house of Jacob and tells Jacob that Pharaoh needs Joseph to go back to Egypt to interpret Joseph's dream. And, and, and then Joseph does the same thing that the Bible tells us he did and not only interprets the dreams, but also provides a solution to the disaster that is Coming. And then again, Joseph then becomes the prime minister of Egypt. The brothers are blessed because they never sinned against their brother Joseph. The bro- the brothers are blessed because they didn't lie to their dad. Jacob, the dad, is blessed because he gets to see his son Joseph grow up at home with the family. Joseph is blessed because he gets to be at home with his family instead of living as a slave with Potiphar and ending up in prison for being falsely accused of rape. Church is a little story that I just created. Is that possible? And could it have avoided all of the drama and all of the horror that these brothers went through what do you think is that possible if these boys would have just done what was right and acted right and lived right and honored god the way they were supposed to the way it was intended none of this madness would have even happened and joseph still would have been prime minister of egypt same result Without all the chaos and all the pain and all the hurt and all the madness and all the terrible things that occurred and all the loss. Now here's a really wild scenario. This is I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take advantage that I'm up here and I could do this. This is a really wild scenario. Okay? Let's say Joseph is at home with all his brothers, and again it is recognized that God has blessed him with with dreams and interpretation of dreams. And let's say God gives Joseph, let's say. Now, let's change this up. Let's say God gives Joseph the dreams about the seven cows and the seven stalks of grain. And God gives Joseph these dreams. And Joseph tells his brothers about the seven years of plenty and the seven years of famine. And Joseph tells his brothers, hey, you know what? Let's get together and build ourselves. Giant storage containers. We will be partners together. All twelve of us and all of our family will get all of us together. We'll build these big giant storehouses, uh, co- containers, and, and 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 in the next seven years of plenty, we'll st- we'll save tons and tons of food so that when the years seven years of famine come we will have food for ourselves and sell what we can to our neighbors and now instead of the world going to egypt to buy food they are going to israel to buy food and israel becomes wealthy and in the end owns all the land around them isn't that a wild scenario how many of you know that coming together in unity is a lot more power is a lot more powerful than everybody being divided and hating, and fighting, and causing all kinds of pain for each other. Now, here's the thing, church. God, because he is God, is able to still have his way and accomplish his purposes, even though people refuse to do what is right. Even though people sin, even though even his own people, his own church, it doesn't matter. God is still going to have his way and accomplish his purposes in his time. God will get things done with or without our cooperation. Are you guys listening to what I'm saying? I'm encouraging you to do what's right for the sake of doing what's right, because God is going to have his way anyway in your life and in this world. And if you're cooperating with God, believe me, it's going to be a lot better for you and for me and for all of us together. The important thing is this, you can make your life so much more fulfilling if you choose to avoid the path of sin and the path of rebellion. Let me read to you what it says in Psalm chapter 1, always going back there, and Proverbs chapter 1. Psalm chapter 1, verse 1 through 3 says this, Blessed is the one who does not walk in the step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night that person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither whatever they do prospers Proverbs chapter 1, Psalms chapter 1, and now Proverbs chapter 1, starting at verse 10. My son, if sinful men entice you, do not give in to them. If they say, come along with us, let's lie in wait for innocent blood. Let's ambush some harmless soul. Let's swallow them alive like the grave and whole, like those who go down to the pit. We will get all sorts of valuable things and fill our houses with plunder. Cast lots with us. We will all share the loot. My son, do not go along with them. Do not set foot on their paths for their feet Rush into evil, and they are swift to shed blood. How useless to spread a net where every bird can see it! These men lie in wait for their own blood, they ambush only themselves. Proverbs 129, same chapter, verse 29. Since they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord, since they would not accept my advice and spurn my rebuke, they will eat the fruit of their ways and be filled with the fruit of their schemes. For the waywardness of the simple will kill them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. But whoever listens to me will live in safety and be at ease without fear of harm. So what is the main point that I want to make here? If you want to avoid extra pain, extra hurt, extra humiliation in your life, stay away from sin. Stay away from rebellious attitudes. Repent often. Walk in the fear of God. Live your life in a way that honors God and that is obedient to God. What does First Samuel chapter 15, verse 22 say? It says, But Samuel replied, What is more pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offerings and sacrifices or your obedience to His voice? Listen. Obedience is better than then sacrifice and submission is better than offering the fat of rams in other words right now praise god we're in church you're being you're, you're, you're you're sacrificing your time you're here in church but listen when we leave church god says now i want you to obey the word of god in your life when you go to work when you go home when you go out to eat obey the word of the lord and i will bless you for that now, let's go ahead with that background and read Genesis chapter 45. Genesis chapter 45. Genesis chapter 45, starting at verse 1, the Bible says this. Now, remember, the brothers, the 11 brothers, are on the, they're on the floor. They're begging. They're pleading. They're crying. They're desperate. They're tormented. They're traumatized. They're thinking they're going to die. They're thinking their brother's going to go to pre- be a slave for all eternity, never going to go back home to see dad. They're all messed up and all tore up on the floor. I am your brother Joseph, the one you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here, because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. For two years now, there has been famine in the land. And for the next five years, there will not be plowing and reaping. But God sent me ahead of you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So then, it was not you who sent me here, but God. He made me father to Pharaoh, lord of his entire household and ruler of all Egypt. Now hurry back to my father and say to him, this is what your son Joseph says. God has made me lord of all Egypt. Come down to me. Don't delay. You shall live in the region of Goshen and be near to me. You, you, your sons, your children, and your grandchildren, your flocks and herds, and all you have, I will provide for you there, because five years of famine are still to come. Otherwise, you and your household and all who belong to you will become destitute. You can see for yourselves, and so can my brother Benjamin, that it is really I who am speaking to you. Tell my father about all the honor accorded to me in Egypt and about everything you have seen, and bring my father down here quickly. Then he threw his arms around his brother Benjamin and wept. And Benjamin embraced him, weeping. And he kissed all his brothers and wept over them. Afterward, his brothers asked, talked with him. When the news reached Pharaoh's palace that Joseph's brothers had come, Pharaoh and all his officials were pleased. Pharaoh said to Joseph, tell your brothers, do this. Load your animals and return to the land of Canaan. And bring your father and your families back to me. I will give you the best of the land of Egypt. And you can enjoy the fat of the land this is what god wants for you and me the best of the land of egypt plenty of food plenty he wants to bless us church this is what god wants not to be on the floor begging and pleading and crying and panicking and all tormented and messed up let me read it again pharaoh said then joseph i'm sorry i lost my place i got all excited and i lost my place here okay It says here in verse 19, You are also directed to tell them do this. Take some carts from Egypt for your children and your wives and get your father and come. Never mind about your belongings because the best of all Egypt will be yours. So the sons of Israel did this. Joseph gave them carts as Pharaoh had commanded and he also gave them provisions for their journey. To each of them he gave new clothing, but to Benjamin he gave 300 shekels of silver and five sets of clothes. And this is what he sent to his father, 10 donkeys loaded with the best things of Egypt, and 10 female donkeys loaded with grain and bread and other provisions for his journey. Then he sent his brothers away, and as they were leaving, he said to them, Don't quarrel on the way. So they went up out of Egypt and came to their father Jacob into the land of Canaan. They told him, Joseph is still alive. In fact, he is ruler of all Egypt. Jacob was stunned. He did not believe them. But when they told him everything Joseph had said to them, and when he saw the carts Joseph had sent When uh, to carry him back, the spirit of their father Jacob revived. And Israel said, I'm convinced my son Joseph is still alive. I will go and see him before I die. Now, let's break this down. I think we can all agree this is both very beautiful and good, but at the same time it is so sad that it had to end up being like this when it didn't have to be like this. All of those years that Joseph went without being with his family... All of those years that Jacob, the dad, went without being with his son, Joseph. All of the brothers suffered emotional trauma, all because of their sin and refusal to live in the spirit and love and obedience to God. Joseph, of course finally reveals himself to his brothers how shocking is this how crazy is this how amazing is this how miraculous is this joseph went from being a homebody mama's boy out in the middle of nowhere then he was sold as a slave then he went to prison and now he's a big man in egypt how crazy is that church how many of you know that nothing is impossible with god i mean that's crazy stuff And, of course, his brothers are in complete shock, and we see that Joseph encourages his brothers and assured them that they are safe, and he lets them know that he will not hurt them for the terrible things that they did to him. Verse 8 is a key verse that would happen no matter what. In Genesis 45, verse 8, it says, So then, it was not you who sent me here, but God. He made me father to Pharaoh, lord of his entire household, and ruler of all nations egypt now we have to understand church that there are certain things on god's calendar that are going to happen that and on his timeline and on his schedule that no one will be able to stop or prevent god was going to make sure that joseph would be in power for this season and this time verse 15 is also important genesis forty-five fifteen. it says and he kissed all his brothers and wept over them afterward his brothers talked with him can you imagine the conversation that they must have had around the dinner table there 22 years had passed and now finally they were able to talk and reconnect as brothers how do we know that it was 22 years well, the bible tells us specifically that joseph was 17 years old when they sold him to the ishmaelites then the bible tells us specifically that joseph was 30 years old when he became prime minister of egypt that's seven, that's 13 years then we add seven years of plenty where joseph built storage containers and saved tons of food so the 13 plus 7 makes 20 years. And then Genesis chapter 45, verse 6 says this. For two years now, there there has been famine in the land. And now the next five years, there will be no plowing and reaping. So add two more years to the 20. So that gives us 22 years. And finally, the brothers are sitting down together talking to each other. In verse 16, we learn that Pharaoh is aware that Joseph's brothers have arrived, and Pharaoh tells Joseph to bring all of his family to Egypt, and Pharaoh gives Joseph's family the best of the land to live on. Then Joseph sends his brothers back home, loaded with a great amount of blessings and extra U-Haul carts so that they can load all their stuff and move back to Egypt. Then, starting in verse 25, we see that the brothers make it back home and tell their dad Jacob that Joseph is alive and that Joseph is the prime minister of Egypt. Try to imagine how Jacob, their dad, must have felt how shocked he must have been he thought his son joseph was dead but now he finds out that he's alive not only is he alive but he's a prime minister a leader a person of honor the most powerful nation in the world his joseph is in charge his son joseph is in charge and then i would imagine i would imagine that the brothers had to tell dad everything from the very beginning how shameful is that the brothers now have to confess everything to their dad and let them know from the very beginning how it went down, about how they wanted to kill Joseph, but ended up selling him instead, and how they took his coat of many colors and slaughtered an animal and put its blood on its, in order to mislead their dad and make him think that Joseph had been killed and eaten by a wild animal. They had to confess the whole thing. How many of you know that one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus christ is lord regardless of your shenanigans and my shenanigans regardless of what you think or what i think regardless of your philosophy or my philosophy regardless of your faith or my faith or your religious beliefs or regardless of your politics or my it doesn't matter one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that jesus christ is lord church confession time is coming for all of us We will all have to give an account to a holy God for our lives, just like these brothers had to. We're going to have to one day. This is such an amazing sequence of events, but again, so much of it was unnecessary, and things could have been so much more beautiful and magnificent if the boys would have just honored God in their lives instead of being so rebellious. In my opinion, here's a key verse that I hope will stick with all of us here today. Genesis chapter 45, verse 15. Listen to what it says. And he kissed all his brothers, and Joseph kissed all his brothers, and wept over them. Afterward, his brothers talked with him. Now, why would I have picked this verse out of all of the verses in this chapter? Why would I have picked this verse as the most important verse in this whole chapter, in my opinion? Because this is a story of what could have been. Verse 15 is a story of what could have been and how it should have been from the very beginning. You see, from the very beginning, it should have been like what it tells us in verse 15. All the boys together. All the boys eating together. All the boys fellowshipping together and talking freely with each other. No hate no envy, no jealousy, no hatred, no anger, no greed, no murder, no shenanigans, just brothers trying to work together as a family to try to make it with God, eating together, fellowshipping together ministering together, living together, doing the best that they can to follow God together. And yes, there's problems. Yes, there's trouble. Yes, there's drama. Yes, there's issues. Yes, there's scary times, just like it happens to all of us. But at least they're together and they're with God. When you're together and you're with God, you can face anything, anything that comes your way. If you're together and you're with God, no matter what happens, you can face it together. But if there is sin in the camp and rebellion and jealousy and hatred and anger and murder and all this discord and all this chaos and all this madness and all this competition, how are we going to come together and defend ourselves? This is what God wants for you and for me, church. You see, from the very beginning, it should have been like this. But sadly, sinned, ruined, ruined what could have been. Let's learn from this. And let's pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we see, Lord God, a clear picture of what could have been. Same results. Joseph is prime minister. Joseph brings his family to Egypt. Joseph and his family get the best land of Egypt. Joseph and his family have the favor favor of Pharaoh. They are blessed. They have everything a man or a family could want. Same results, but there are so many ways of getting to that destination. If we sin and if we're rebellious, we are going to cause a lot of pain for ourselves and a lot of hurt for those that love us. Help us to learn, Lord God. Help us to learn to walk in the fear of God and to walk in obedience and to do what's right. To repent often, not to allow ourselves to be entangled with sin and rebellion. If our hearts are full of anger or hurt or, or, or rage or, or jealousy, help us to repent, Lord God. Help us to, to cry out to you and ask you, Lord God, to, to take these things out of our hearts and to be humble before you and to be humble before each other and to work together and to, and to, Lord God, fellowship together as the family of God. We need each other today, Lord, in these days that we're living in. If you're here this morning and you say, Jerry, I am not a Christian. I have never surrendered my life to God. And I want to do that here today. If that's you here this morning, just lift up your hand. You are not a Christian and you want to surrender your life to God. Just lift up your hand and we will pray. Anyone at all. Those of you listening online, if you want to receive Jesus into your heart right now, I want you to say this prayer. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I willingly open the door to my heart. And I ask you To forgive me of all my sin and rebellion against you, God. I don't want extra trauma, extra hurt, extra pain, extra chaos in my life. I want your blessing on my life. And so I surrender to you, Lord, the God of all creation, the God who is eternal. Lord God, I submit my life to you and to your care. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you said that prayer of repentance, or you want to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, please give us a call so that we could get you a Bible, we could get you some information. We're not going to know unless you contact us. But if you contact us, we'll do what we can to help you to, to understand what it means to follow God. Now I want to pray for all of you. If you are a Christian here today and you say, Lord Jesus, help me to learn. Help me to learn. Not to allow myself to be led by my emotions, but to be led by the Spirit. To be led by the truth of the Word of God. That somehow you are going to make a way, God. Even though everything may be chaotic, you are going to make a way, Lord. If we just stick to your plan. If that's your prayer here today, just lift up your hand. Father, in the name of Jesus, help us as your children. Lord God, this is not the way you wanted it to go down with the brothers. This is not the way it was supposed to go down. These are the tribes of Israel. This is the foundation of the nation of Israel. These are supposed to be the people of God. And here they are, full of hatred and anger and jealousy and murder. This is not the way it was supposed to be. And they paid a heavy price for it, Lord. Help us, Lord, to learn. And help us to grow. And help us to experience, Lord God, your blessings in our life by honoring you. In Jesus' name we pray and all God's people said, Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for coming out. Those of you that need any personal ministry, you feel free to come on up here and we will pray with you, okay? Praise God. Just out of curiosity, did everything work for the whole thing? Everything worked? Hey, our prayers were answered, church. God protected the equipment, the blood of Jesus, hallelujah, protected the equipment that got out there. Praise God. Thank you for praying.